Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode. Thank you for joining me again. Today, I have two fantastic women that you are going to really enjoy listening to, and that is Ashley Lear and Katie Plitt. Hi, Katie. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Hello. So I asked them to join us here today because they are the backbone of our company and handle so many things behind the scenes and keep all of us going and make all of us look good. And so they work hours and hours and hours and do things on their own time and after behind the scenes and all. And so I just wanted to speak with them a little bit because they have to juggle a lot. They, we have almost 1700 members in our organization and we have how many full-time employees? 80 something. Yeah, I think it's over 80 now. And then like 36 in our department alone. 36 in our department. And then you, so, and you pretty much are involved with every single person in the company and our members like you. So pretty close. (laughs) So, um, you know, when you divide that between two people, that's a lot of interactions. And so you also have families and very young family. So I I wanted to get, spend a little time and maybe some of the people listening could get some inspiration from the both of you and how the heck do you juggle it? So Ashley, yes. How do you juggle it? How do you just in general work home, being a spouse, being a mom, being the backbone of an organization? Like talk to me about that a little bit. Well, I I definitely, um, I'm finding it harder the older my son gets to juggle. Um, so he just turned four in February and now it's to the point where he's starting to realize that mommy works a lot. Uh And, um, and it's kind of funny, my husband, he also works, you know, we're both working out of the home, but he never mentions my husband's job, but he's always, he knows everybody at ATI and he's like, <laughs> well, Mr. Ron's important and Mr. Richard's important. And he already knows, which I th- I think it's so funny that he knows the hierarchy already. <laughs> so um, he knows the org chart probably better than the people at ATI. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he definitely does. But I definitely think that once I come home during dinner, we don't talk about work. And before bed, we don't talk about work. So I have designated times where I'm on my phone or I'm on my computer and designated times when I won't look at it no matter what comes through. Then I think that's pretty important. And how about you, Katie? So it's pretty much very similar, but my son is only, he just turned one. So he's 
now walking around and he grabs everything. So pulling out my computer while he's walking around is usually pretty exhausting. He likes cords. He likes the buttons. So (laughs) that's really hard. So if I do check my email, it's after he goes to bed and it just makes for a long day. One of the good things is, is that not only are Ashley and I coworkers and partners at work, but she is my sister-in-law. So we can have a day where I'll bring Caleb over and he'll play with Travis. And, you know, the dads take that. And like during super conference, that's what me and Ashley did. You know, we gave the dads the mommy duty and me and Ashley sat at the dining room table and got some work done. And then we paused for lunch and we play with them. And it's, we have a very good dynamic and we're very lucky to have each other. That is awesome. That is awesome. So you mentioned about the cords and all, and, and, you know, having, raised two sons when, and had them at my shop when I had the business, I had a nursery built in there. And, and then also with, you know, ATI paper, staplers, paper, whatever, you know, folder you're working on. It's like, where's that folder I had a minute ago. (laughs) And you do really have to look for everything. Oh, the phone's dead. Is it, do I call it or wait, maybe my son yanked on the cord or whatever. And it's such a balance. And do you find, cause I know my kids would kind of walk around, they'd grab the phone and start imitating me and, you know, walking around and shaking their head and whatever. And it was not very flattering their impression of me on, <laughs> on the phone or the computer. I, do your kids do that at all? Yes. Yes. Travis does all the time. And as a matter of fact, he has his own little fake computer. So he'll set up right next to me. And if I ask him a question or, you know, can you go feed the dog or can you do this for me? And he's like, ah, one minute, Mr. Ron needs me. And he'll start fake typing and like, "Ah, I can't do that right now. (laughs) Like you don't get to get out of cleaning because my boss needed something from you. I don't believe that. That is hilarious. And and really, when you think about it, I mean, how much they imitate us, right? And look at what? And so, you know, people say all the time to be the model of the parent, you know, you, you want, right? And to, you have to act in that behavior and be the person that you want them to be and, and all of that. And these little things really puts a physical piece to it that you can see, right? So something as simple as him saying, oh, wait, I I can't get to that right now. Mr. Ron needs me is hilarious. And what a great reminder of. So you mentioned something, Ashley, and and, uh, Katie, you agreed to it. When you are busy or whatever, the kids seem to be like, okay, but, you know, are not okay with it. But yet with your spouses, they can, you know, it's like, okay, that they're doing that. What What do you think that that is? Because it seems like that mommy role, it, it's a very unfair balance. And sometimes, you know, when my kids are small, I would be like, oh my God, please go bother your father. Like, go do something with him. How come you don't care that he's not whatever, you know, like go do something. What, what do you think is the reason for that? I I think, I'm not sure. I mean, I think that as a mom, you're the natural nurturing, the kisser of the boo-boos and the one that takes care of all of the things that go wrong. I'm not sure if every household runs that way, but most things I'm just double checking that we have everything done much like my job at ATI is, you know, checking to make sure everything's the eyes are dotted, the T's are crossed, and I'm everything is moving the way that it should be. So I think that Travis definitely notices when, you know, if I'm working from home or I'm, you know, I'm working at the dinner table at bedtime, I think it's like, a, well, wait a minute, if you're doing that, 
well, I don't want daddy to take care of me. That's weird. <laughs> like you're supposed to be the one tucking me in. So while he does enjoy, like, you know, my husband, Eric has different routines with him that he enjoys those things, but he's like, daddy's the fun one and he gets to rough me up and you're supposed to tuck me in at night. I don't understand what's happening. Interesting. Cause there, you know, there are very different roles, right. And, and people, different situations at homes and different parents, what parents look like. And, but there still seems to be that, that role of that one person being more nurturing versus, you know, the other Katie, are there certain things that you do that your husband doesn't do with your, your kid that it kind of sets up the same way as like going on at Ashley's house and a lot of houses? Yeah. And Caleb's getting to that age where he'll come to us for different things because he's, he's only one. So he's not incredibly vocal yet, but like in the mornings, morning is mommy time because my husband gets up very early to go to work. So mommy, it's mommy time in the morning, but because of that, we kind of balance it out. So Mike puts Caleb to bed at night and he tucks him in so that we kind of have a good balance of our own alone time with him. But now that he's up and moving around more, when he falls down, the first thing he does is look for me because, you know, my husband is like, oh, you're fine. Get up, get up. And I'm like, come here, baby. I got you. You're okay. (laughs) So you can, he definitely is learning how to play sides though, because he's, we're learning the word no uh, rapidly. And when I say no, he just looks at my husband with those eyes like, are you hearing her? Did you hear what she just said to me? So it's uh, it's fun watching him grow and learn new things, even though there are some things that I don't want him to learn. <laughs> They're so smart, though, and, you know, they, they understand their routine, right? And so they know that different people in their lives perform different in their head, you know, different functions, right? And you go to this person for this and this person for that and this person for that. And how quickly, like you said, Caleb is one and already knows like, I can get over on that. You know, this person will say yes for this. Mm -hmm. This person will say no. And so when you are the person that says no, that's a, that's very challenging. And it's, it's difficult sometimes because you're always seen as a bad guy. And sometimes again, I used to be like, my God, how could you, <laughs> why I'm sick of being the bad guy. Like, can you just be like, go to bed or do something, do something so that I don't have to be all the time mm-hmm. the mean one, but they know how, what is kind of told does that take on you though? Because you're saying no to people at work, you're having to keep things going and you have to have that kind of accountability and set those expectations at work. And then at home, you're, you're sort of doing the same thing. What kind of toll does that take on you? It's, it gets hard because, you know, you leave here after dealing, like you said, there are so many people split up between the two of us that we have to constantly go back and forth. And then you go home and you just, I personally just feel like my job is never done. So you just wake up and you just start over and hopefully it's a better day than yesterday. Well, we learned so what now what at Super Conference. We had a speaker on there, Dr. Kevin Elko, and he was fabulous. I actually bought a bunch of his books and I'm listening to one now, but he's like, when stuff happens, just the so what now what? So we'll have to, we'll have to start, start using that. So when you're the person that's kind of putting the rules in place or enforcing rules or following up on that at home, and then you have to do it at work, 
it's almost like you have to doubly be that meanie, right? Like, and I don't know a better way to put it other than that. Like, it, it feels like sometimes, like, can I be like the nice person at work, the pushover, the nice person at work, and then I'll be the heavy at home or vice versa. Like, it it's like not fair sometimes. Okay, right. I got to do this in both places. What the heck? Right. How do you yep. deal with that, Ashley? So I do, um, I find often that I just want to like, I want to be someone's favorite somewhere. I want to be the fun one somewhere, but I've learned that if the more time I take for myself, the better I am in both places and the calmer I can remain in both places. So like I used to talk to my husband on the phone every day on my way home, but then I was walking out of ATI. I was immediately on the phone. He was immediately telling him every, telling me everything that went wrong in his day. Then I was carrying that load to walk into the house to my son, who's immediately saying, I'm glad you're home because daddy didn't do this or I need this. <laughs> and I didn't have any time to let go of what had just happened prior. So now on my way home, I told my husband, like, I'm not going to call you anymore. Like, I'll text you and let you know I'm leaving. So you know where I am. But I need that time to, to listen to music real loud or put all the windows down and let all of that energy drain off of me before I can come home and I'll listen to everything you have to say when I get there, but I just need 10 minutes of my own time. Um, I do the same thing at bedtime, which I think is gets to a point where it can be detrimental because if Travis doesn't go to bed until 10, I'm staying up till 11 because I want that hour of time by myself. <laughs> but I think that's important for me to release everything from that day in that hour or half an hour before I go to sleep or I'm going to wake up with all of that continuing the next morning. I also got to a point where I keep a notepad by my bedside table because ATI things wake me up throughout the night all the time. And it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes it's very silly and I have a dream that something crazy happened, but sometimes I have an idea and I'm like, that's a great idea. Why haven't I done that yet? So I, <laughs> I keep it by my bed so that I can wake up and write down whatever I remember while I was sleeping but then it doesn't bother me to go back to sleep because I can come back to it in the morning versus keeping me awake for an hour because I've got to think through how I'm going to remember this. I love that. I I've, I have a voice recorder for that now because it just, like you said, then the morning when you wake up, if you did finally fall back to sleep, it's like, I had a brilliant idea last night. What the heck was it? <laughs> it's like, <Right>. what? <laughs> I know I said something smart. I know I did, but I can't remember. I just read, I don't know if it was a podcast I listened to or a book I read, but the person would get their ideas in the shower. And so they didn't have anything to write on, you know, in the shower, by the time they got out, like these brilliant ideas would come in by the time they got out, they forgot. So they put like a, they have waterproof paper and pens that that. fell and they actually put that in their shower so that they could jot their notes on there. And I talked to somebody else that was doing it and they had a glass shower door. And so they were writing on it with like the, um, dry erase marker. And I was like, dang, that's good. That's good. But it, and it seems like such little things, but you have to steal those moments. And I shouldn't say steal the moments. You have to create those moments and stick to them. And, and those little things have a compound effect. Katie, what are some of the things that you do? So I, I still do. I talk to my husband on my way home from work and that's mainly because well, one of my you're favorites, married less time than, than Ashley and her husband, right? I've been with Mike for 
15 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so and I you still, still want to talk still, to him every day going I do. I wow. do. I enjoy okay. talking to him. And mainly Caleb's phone voice is really cute. So we also do that. But like when, like I said earlier, Mike puts Caleb to bed. That's usually his bedtime routine. That's their time to spend together. So when they're doing that, I kind of also get to debrief from the day and sit on my couch with a glass of wine and watch, you know, what I want to watch and not Sesame Street. So I do that for about an hour before bed. And every Saturday morning, that is Mike's time as well. So he'll get Caleb up. He'll let me sleep an extra hour. I get to take an extra long shower and not rush through it with a baby in the bathroom with me. So it's just little things, but those little things also add up. So it really... He really does help me a lot. Oh my gosh. You're giving me a flashback right now. Cause I think for the, the first four, five years of my kids' lives, cause they were two and a half years apart. I, I, I don't think I ever completely washed my hair in a, in the shower. I, you know, I would get pieces of it maybe clean and I would dry it and be like, this side would be like, yep. it didn't even look like I put soap on or I'd come out half of it, have, you know, conditioner I didn't rinse out or shampoo or I, I don't know what it is. Why do you have to talk to when you're in the shower? I don't understand. Yep. This thing of you're just, alone. I know just, oh, it's so good to just take a shower. Like I, I just, I can feel right now you like Saturday being like, oh, I guess oh, Saturday morning is my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> to just be like, yes, I can thoroughly wash my hair and my body and my Monday through Friday, I'm going to look like a troll, but on Saturday morning, I'm going to look like Beyonce. That is <laughs> just awesome. Just wait for it. <laughs> just wait. That is awesome. That is awesome. So that's important though, to have that time and to be able to know that it's scheduled, right? So you have a routine and everybody right. has a routine and you have something to look forward to. And I think that's part of the problem that parents face when they're trying to juggle working with that is trying to grab a moment here and there instead of saying, listen, I have to take care of myself or I'm not going to be of any use to anyone, but it's hard mm-hmm. because then you feel like you're being selfish. How do you deal with that, Ashley? When you're, when you need to me time and then how do you deal with a thing when they're tugging at you to be like, okay, I need to be selfish right now. Cause I need this for my sanity. Right. So we do. Um, and it happens most often during super conference. I think of when I, when I feel the most guilty, Throughout the year, I think, you know, I have some reserve time that I'm able to dip into, but super conference really is just long hours. And so I found that leaving the house made me feel less guilty when I really thought that I was going to hate that idea. But even just driving over to the park and taking a few minutes there by myself where I couldn't, he couldn't tug at me. He couldn't make me feel guilty for being upstairs um, or come busting in the bathroom when I'm taking a shower. So nobody could bother me when I wasn't there to be bothered. And it ended up going much faster because I wasn't a million times saying, this didn't solve anything. Go get your dad. Go get your dad. (laughs) So really just like I would drive out to Dunkin' and sit at Dunkin' and drink a coffee and then bring home donuts. And I felt like I was giving something back. He knew why I was leaving, but I got 30 minutes by myself to drink my coffee first. And um, I think that really changed how we functioned in the house throughout the day. We also started every morning, we do affirmations in our house. So while we're getting ready for our day, we're brushing our teeth, 
And my son, you know, I'll say, come on, let's do your affirmations. And he'll say, I'm smart. And repeating back to him, you are so smart and you are so kind and you are going to have a great day. And really saying it with force made me stop feeling so guilty when I wasn't there for every waking moment. Because we also came out of working from home and I was with him 24 seven and got to watch, you know, two years of his life growing up every day to coming back to the office. And then I'm like, I don't ever get to see you. <laughs> yeah, daycare is great. You're so smart, but come, come back to me. I love that with the affirmations. I love that. That is wonderful. Katie, what things do you do to make you not feel guilty? Oh, I don't think the guilt ever goes away. And everyone warned me about mom guilt. And I was like, I will have it handled. And I do not have it handled. I actually just recently, um, I went to a bachelorette party last weekend and I cried every day. And the technology is great. I FaceTime my family uh, way too much of just what is what is he eating now? What is so the way on? you're saying this is that how much you missed it and FaceTime and did all that. You must the bachelorette party must have been in like France or something, right? You were we gone were first. we went to the Poconos, so <laughs> okay. basically France. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so you were France. you were gone for how many days? Three days, and it's your it was your first trip away. Yeah, oh, yeah. So boy. that was that was a hard one. But any other normal time, trips to Target is usually my go-to. That's your jam and there. You go that's there. My, that's like... my jam. Or sometimes I'll text Ashley and I'm like, do you want to go thrifting? Do you want to go to TJ Maxx? And we'll just have like a little mom morning. And my other sister, Kelsey, who is also a new mom, she'll come too. And it's just a mom's day out. And then we come home. And I think because we spend time together, you just you almost feel so recharged that it doesn't give you a chance to make you feel guilty. That's awesome. It's hard when you look at their little faces sometimes and they're just like, please, I just, I just want. Yeah. And it's like, oh gosh. So the struggle is very real about balancing all of this. So how do you find time? We'll start with you again, Ashley, to then have energy to be trying to find time for you, trying to find time for your son. And then you got to try to find time for, to be a spouse. How how do you work that into the equation? Because that's not an easy thing. Sometimes I think the kid part's easier than the (laughs) spouse part. I don't know, but I'm divorced. So probably shouldn't (laughs) ask me. (laughs) I think I would agree that the spouse part is harder and I'm still married. So I think that's fair. I think you know, being intentional with your time together, we, we've started not recently, I guess it's been a couple months, but now when like, if we're going to sit down and watch a movie, both of us leave our phones in the other room, or if we're going to sit down at dinner, we don't bring our phones to the dinner table. We leave them in the other room so that our time together is very intentional. And we're really focusing on what the other one's saying. We also, my son loves singing. My husband used to be a karaoke guy. So that's something that we've all had have in common. So our family time, my husband loves The Voice or American Idol or like he wants to judge everybody singing all the time. So those are very intentional shows that we watch together every week. Not when they come on, we have to record them so that we can watch the whole thing, but we record them and then we sit together and watch them on purpose, talking throughout, you know, really spending that quality time. And then I think, Date nights are so important to really have that connection and know that we're not just parents. We can go out and have a good time 
or we can go sit at an empty bar and still giggle because we want to be here together. So I do find it harder to balance, uh, making sure I remember that, you know, he's not just someone that I can say, I had the worst day, leave me alone. I really have to still say, I had the worst day and I'm sorry that you feel yours was worse. Please tell me about that. <laughs> I'll see you your worst day and I'll raise you my worst right. both two days. Right. <laughs> How about you, Katie? Um, we also do the phone thing and it, that is probably really hard. That also makes me feel guilty when you're at work and you're constantly on your computer and you're answering to everyone else. Sometimes you just want to mindlessly scroll through social media and see what everyone else is doing or like the new, the TikToks, like I get sucked in. And then I realize that the baby is in bed. Mike and I are sitting on our couch together, but separately. So we started like, we got to put our phones down and Mike and I have been together since we were 17 and we're 32 now. And one of our favorite things to do are watch like the really bad sci-fi movies. Yeah. Like Shark the Puss. Like, yes, that's, <laughs> that is our thing. Sharknado, there was a thing the other day. <laughs> I was clicking on something uh, for some noise in the background. I was cleaning over the weekend and I just, there was Sharknado on. And apparently there's like five or six of those things yeah. or something. Yeah. And the, the two seconds that it caught my eye of the sharks outside the airplane, I just can't even tell. It, they're so bad, but like, that's like our thing. <laughs> so we try to do that as much as we can. And we also, we go on a date and we have our own date night once at least every two weeks. So we'll drop the baby off at my mom's house and we'll we'll go to a bar and sit there for 30 minutes or we'll go get dinner and, you know, not have to bring snacks with us. So we just, we try to take time for ourselves. And I don't know if this counts, but Ashley and I are very close and her husband is my brother. So her husband and my husband are also very close. So every Saturday we go over Ashley's house and it, we call it champagne Saturdays. So it's really me and Ashley <laughs> pop a bottle of champagne to uh, celebrate surviving another week. And we sit there and we put on YouTube for the kids. They have a dance party and then we go home and go to bed. And I look forward to it every single week. That is fantastic. It's, it's important to have those things to look forward to and to mm -hmm. create those boundaries and, and set up those things because all of the relationships are important. And whether you are the mommy or, you know, doing that role and there's just, and, and a lot of people are doing this by themselves, which is just like, holy cow, you know, without yeah, any help whatsoever. It, right? So, you know, hopefully they have good support systems and it's yeah. wonderful that you have a great support system with yeah. each other. That makes things, I would think a lot easier. It I mean, definitely, I mean, uh, all hours of the night because I've never done this before. And I'm like, Ashley, is this normal? He's doing this. And she's like, totally normal. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep. All right, cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And I just, sometimes I think people get overwhelmed and they're like, oh my gosh. And I think people put so much pressure on themselves and especially women, because there's so many roles, you know, that mm -hmm. they're expected to fill and it's tough sometimes to be a wife and a mom and a, you know, business person and a whatever. And then, you know, look at the grocery shopping and other things and however you split up duties and no matter how much support that you have, it's a lot, it's a lot of roles and expectations. And I just, 
you two look like you're doing such a good job at it. I thought I'd have you on and give people some inspiration. So, you know, everybody has their things and with the phones and, and all of that and the days that you just want to pull your hair out and you're like, holy crap, why did I do this? And, um, you know, all of that, but you're not alone for sure. And, and there's a lot of wonderful support groups and podcasts and, Facebook groups. And I mean, so many things too, because the, you know, everybody kind of is in the same boat, you know, might yep. have a little bit different things here and there, but you have to be good to yourself first, right. Or else you're Agreed. not any good yep. to anybody else. So Agreed. thank you for sharing. So actually any final, final advice for our listeners? Um, I think just to remember to take the time for yourself, remember not to feel the mom shame that is all over the internet. Just let it roll off your back. You are exactly. Well, you're supposed to be making charcuterie boards while you're, right. you know, <laughs> right. your right. charcuterie boards with your left hand while your right hand, you're sewing all your kids' costumes yeah, right. or the whatever. And right. then, you know, teaching them the piano and uh, chess <laughs> right. and whatever all else in a day. Right. So I'm sure you're doing, you're getting all that done. Right, Ashley. Right. I am. I am. Perfect. But I just, I constantly, part of my affirmations is constantly reminding myself that I am the exact mom that my kid needs. I am the exact person in my role that ATI needs at this moment. I am the exact spouse that my husband needs at this moment. And all of these things have chosen me and I need to just live in that moment and everything else will get done. I've got it under control. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Katie, final, final advice for our listeners. I think the biggest thing is that there is never going to be a better mother for your kid than you. They're always, you can think that you had the worst day. I didn't spend enough time with them. I didn't talk to them enough, but they're going to bed thinking that like, they are so lucky to have the family that they have. So tomorrow always comes. You may have a bad day today, but the morning it's going to be better. Well, thank you both so much for sharing and uh, for inspiring me and giving me some giggles today, for sure. So, Well, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Stay safe, make good choices, and stay inspired. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.